Welcome to the Cornerstone Vineyard Weekly Message Podcast. We are enthusiastic about all ages pursuing, experiencing, and having an authentic relationship with Jesus, others, and our community. Join us as we open God's Word and seek His direction in our lives. Hey, uh, my name is Matt. I'm the lead pastor. Glad you're here this morning. That was, seriously, somebody muzzled that kid. All right, I keep saying that every week after week. All right. Uh, hey, before we jump into our teaching today, I wanted to take a moment and I wanted to celebrate a couple of things with you. Um, and the first one is the fact that a couple of weeks ago, uh, we had what we called Serve Sunday. And it was an opportunity for those of you that are serving, you're volunteering, you've already thrown your hat in, right? We wanted to bless you. We got we said, hey, go get some ice cream after church, those kind of things. And then, but we wanted to uh, throw it out to those of you that are not currently serving anywhere to see if there was a place you could jump in. Uh, and we did bribe you with ice cream as well. Um, and so uh, it was a celebration that we had had 34 people turn in a card to explore serving for the very first time, which was awesome. And so the reason why that's awesome is because that means more ministry is going to get done and more kingdom things is going to, uh, are going to be uh, being pursued and pushed forward. And, and if there's actually a scripture that says that we should forcefully advance the kingdom of God. And so that's what's going to be happening because more people are involved. So uh, way to go. I'm super excited about that because at the end of the day, we want to see lives changed and it takes us. By, by the way, if you don't know that you are the church, including me, not just the church staff. Okay, and so this is important, and so I'm super excited about that. Uh, along with that, uh, we also had 32 individual people a few weeks before that sign up to be, get into a small group that haven't been in a small group before. And so, yeah, it's good stuff. So again, more relationships gonna happen and more discipleship's gonna happen. If more discipleship is happening, means we're gonna be closer to what the heart of God. If we're harder to, closer to the heart of God, then uh, how many of you know that's a good thing? Right, And so I'm super excited about that. So beyond this year numbers though, it's a celebration because you just heard Don talk about our Discipleship Pathway Act, right? Attend, connect, throw your hat in. And those two sell, those two numbers, right? The 34 uh, who said uh, yes to serving and the 32 getting, it's, it's the C and the T of our Discipleship Pathway, which means our Discipleship Pathway is working. And uh, that's exciting for me pastorally to see, to see a church that's not dead, by the way. Um, that's exciting. Um, and so uh, I'm super uh, excited about that. And so I wanted to say, thanks for pressing in, folks. Thanks for pressing in. I'm convinced that the best is yet to come if we keep pressing in, right? The best is yet to come, all right? So keep doing that. And by the way, just, uh, just a side note, uh, this picture come up on the screen. This is Kristen Ford. If you're not currently in the group, guess what? She's gonna call you, all right? <laughs> Uh, she's one of our group coaches, and she's, uh, those of you that are not connected, and it's not to bug you or whatever, make you feel bad or not in a group, but we want to do all we can to get you connected. And so uh, she might be calling you to say, hey, um, what are you looking for? And if we don't have the group, maybe it'll give us some reason to sh shape a group for you. Uh, maybe there is something that might be working out. So I just wanted to give you the heads up that she's probably going to be calling you. All right. Uh, so with that, uh, man, just excited for where we're at as a church. So uh, thanks for being awesome. All right. So we're going to jump into our teaching for the day. If you want to grab a Bible, you can turn to Philippians chapter 4. That's where we're going to land today, Philippians 4. It's in the New Testament. If you have a paper Bible, you can turn there. If you want to use a paper Bible, there are paper Bibles spread throughout the auditorium, but every other seat or so you can grab one of those if you'd like. Or you can go to sermons.church on a browser on your device and search Cornerstone Church, and all the scriptures, fill in the blanks, everything will be there for you today. All right? And uh, to get us started today, I want to begin by showing a quick video clip. Uh, this will be an, uh, a way of introducing us to where we're heading today. So take a look at this, and then we'll, we'll get started. Okay. So how you 
Okay, now, now I know some of you are thinking, what in the world was that, right? How many of you know, church can be fun, by the way, right? Uh, I use that this morning because we are starting a brand new message series here at the church for the next several weeks called All the Feels. And if you heard, uh, caught the lyrics in there, it was like, so many feelings mm, we have each day. Mm. I told you we're going to have some fun in church this morning, right? Right? And it said, right, can you tell me how you're feeling today? And of course, that, that, that fun part, right? So how you feeling, right? And so I, I was trying to figure out how to start this this week. And I, I found that video. And of course, that's for like a, a kid's show, those kind of things. But, but I thought it would be appropriate to still use because the truth is, folks, and what it was talking about, this feelings thing, right? The truth is, is we, we all do have many feelings every day, don't we? Like we have feelings every day. It's not just for kids, right? We have good feelings and tough feelings, excited feelings, sad feelings, angry feelings. Some days are pretty even keel and other days we're just a hot mess, right? Like that's just truth, right? It's just life. And, and, and so um, I use that today because of the fact that here at Cornerstone this year in 2022, this is just another reminder for you, is a, does anybody, what's, the, what's our theme this year? It is a leap year, right? So for us, it's an opportunity for us. We are seeking the heart of God to, to make leaps forward in our life, right? And, and ultimately see progress in our life this year. And I wanted to do a series uh, as we get ready to, we're gonna do the series until we get to our Christmas series, which is crazy to think that Christmas is coming up in a couple of months. But we're gonna do the series uh, until we get to Christmas. Uh, uh, essentially, uh, it's a, my attempt at helping us have emotional leaps, being able to leap forward emotionally rather than being, pulled emotionally in every which way, in, in, in every direction in our life, and if, if I can say it this way, all up in the feels, if you will, every single day, uh, better manage our emotions and our feelings in order to have a new heightened level of stability in our lives. How many of you would love a new heightened level of stability in your life? I absolutely would love to have a new heightened level of stability in my life. Um, and so that said, over the next few weeks, we are going to be uh, discussing the various feelings, right? Uh, and not just feelings, but because uh, those are going to kind of be our topic titles. But, but ultimately, we're going to look into scripture and see what God uh, would help have us learn about better man managing each one of these feelings, taking emotional leap, if you will, in every single one much more often and better overall uh, manage our emotions and feelings so that we can live a life of stability, um, which by the way, I think that God desires for us, although though life can be hard, I think God actually desires for us to live as stable as we possibly can. I don't think God's desire is for us to be literally all up in the fields all the time. And so this, this series, we're gonna talk about feelings. Feelings. We're going to talk about feelings, baby. Come on, it's going to be good. All right, and so give you a heads up where we're going to go over the next couple of weeks. Uh, today's October 9th, so we're going to start the series today. All right, and I'll share in a minute where we're going to head for this in just a moment. Uh, next week in October 16th, we're going to do a message titled All the Feels Trust Game. And we're going to talk about this idea of trust and, and trusting God and trusting humans. And what does that all look like and all that, okay? Um, and then October 23rd, All the Feels Serious Sorrow. We're going to talk about that feeling. October 30th, all the feels, perpetual pride. And then November 16th, we're going to do a message titled, All the Feels, Lonely and Alone. And I would want to encourage you to be here on that weekend because um, I think the truth of the matter is, is that every single one of us has had feelings of being lonely and alone. Whether even, so many of you know, I'm a people person. I love people. And oftentimes you're like, Matt never is lonely. I've even shared on the stage in the last year, I've actually experienced a level of leadership loneliness in 2022. 
Okay, and so I think there's some value to being here and, and walking through this lonely and alone feeling, all right? And so be here for that one. Uh, November 13th, we're actually gonna take a break from the series. That is Baptism Sunday. We're gonna do our fall baptisms. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. Um, and so if you've actually had an experience with Jesus in the last year, uh, maybe you've committed your life to him for the very first time, you rededicate, rededicated your life to Christ, I wanna encourage you to come to one of our baptism classes, uh, November 3rd or 8th, they're for an hour long or so. We'll talk about what, what is baptism, why we do baptisms, why it's important to do it. Uh, coming to the classes doesn't uh, sign you up to be baptized. It's an exploratory class. So you can sign up for one of those. Uh, you can do that at yourcornerstone.church, all right? And uh, you can go to our events and you can sign up for that, okay? Um, but I would encourage you, if, if you've never, by the way, I, I know that there are people in our church who have been followers of Jesus for many, many years and never been baptized. By the way, Jesus got baptized. And if you've never been baptized, you should get baptized, right? And so do that, especially uh, come to faith for the very first time uh, recently. But even if you've been a follower of Jesus for a long time, and maybe you got baptized when you were, were younger. I was baptized when I was an infant. I was baptized uh, when I was going through a confirmation class in the Methodist church. But then I got baptized a third time uh, when I was in college because it was finally my choice to do it. Okay, and so maybe for some of you, you've never, you've never made the actual choice to get baptized and, to, and this next time you need to actually, you're the one that needs to make the choice to do that, okay? So all those things, you can decide to get baptized, go on the website and sign up for that. And then we're gonna end the series on November 20th with a t- uh, title, uh, All the Fields Offended and Insulted. So make sure you're here for that one. My friend Betsy, who's in the back of the room, she's gonna do that uh, message because how many of you know I didn't want that one, right? <laughs> Gave her the hard one, all right? But I do think the series is going to be a, a, a great series, so make sure you're here every week. Um, I think this will be well worth our time and our energy to move the needle on not always being, quote unquote, all up in the fields uh, and better gaining more stability in our lives. And so, again, make sure you're here. All right, so with that then, uh, I want to jump into today's topic. And to do that, here in a moment, I'm going to have our tech crew pull up a, uh, a slide with some images on it. And so when, when they bring that up here in a second, I want you to think about what is the common thread in all the photos? What's the one word that you would use to describe all the people in this uh, slide? Okay, so go ahead and bring up that slide. What's the one word that you would use to describe these people? Stressed, right? Absolutely. Uh, especially, I like this one right here. That one right there. <laughs> right? Every single one of these people in these photos looks stressed, pressed on every single side. It's what they have in common. And, and so that's our topic today. We're going to talk, uh, uh, Doug alluded to that just a minute ago. We're going to talk about stress today. How many of you are glad we talk, came to church this morning? We're going to talk about stress, all right? Um, and, and unfortunately, and you know this, right, folks, we are all too familiar with stress, aren't we? As human beings, especially as Americans, we are all too familiar with stress. Anybody deal with stress this week? Anybody? Yeah, figured there'd be a bunch of hands, right? How many dealt with stress this morning? Okay, all right. Some of you parents, God bless you. I'm having young kids, all right? I actually did a little research this week on my, uh, my, my message prep, and I, uh, I was looking at the, this study, um, and, and it's being reported that most Americans, this is actually based on the uh, March 2022, so just this year, Harris Poll, and they do a, a, what they call a Stress in America poll every year. And this study found that most Americans, listen to this, 87% are now dealing with what they would call overwhelming stress levels. 87%, that's a whole heck of a lot of people, Right? And they would agree, this is one of the, uh, the statements they agreed to, to get to that 87%, that it, they, would, they agree that it feels like there has been a constant stream of crisis without a break. Anybody feel like that? Uh, yeah. 
The survey then also revealed a couple of other things that, that there continues to be continued hardship for vulnerable groups in 2022. Widespread grief is happening. A sense of loss is happening. Concerns for children's development among parents is happening. Unhealthy coping habits such as increased drinking and inactivity is happening. Also, uh, money stress is at an all-time high. In the study, they found that 65% of adults said that money was a significant source of stress right now. And this was actually done before all the craziness that happened with gas prices the last few months. You see, we are, we are all too familiar with stress. In some senses, stress is kind of a, a life for us in some ways. And so what I wanted to do today, and my goal for the day is, is, is this, is so though, though it oftentimes is just available and, and in our lives of stress, so how do we navigate it well? Like, how do we get to the place where we, we navigate stress in such a way that we don't look like those people every day? That, that, we, that we don't end up at the end of the week and have nothing left to be a good husband or a good wife or, 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 or a good dad or a good mom or a good employee because the reality, we're just stressed and we're stressed and we're stressed. And I think some of the things we're gonna share today uh, are, are gonna be very practical in helping us do that. And so our topic this morning and title is All the Feels Stressed and Pressed. And uh, what I want to do is to give us our framework for today, give us some keys to living this out, right? Uh, I want to take a look at this uh, chapter in the book of Philippians chapter four. Um, just a little bit of context about this text. Uh, this is written by the apostle Paul to the church in Philippi, all right? And uh, with the church in Philippi was a church that, uh, that Paul and Timothy and Silas first visited during Paul's second missionary journey from Antioch. And, he, and he's writing this, uh, this letter to this church because he's absent from them and he wants to check on them. He wants to encourage them. He wants to instruct them. And, and essentially for us today in context, context for us today is, is how to deal with tough times. He's gonna talk about, talk about how to deal with tough times, church. And, and ultimately challenges in our lives and uncertain times. That, that something that we may label in 2022 as stress, okay? That's why we're dealing uh, with this and looking at this today, all right? So we're gonna read Philippians chapter four, starting in verse four. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And then we're gonna tack on verse 13, which is probably a very familiar verse to many of you. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And so in that chunk of verses, I see a few keys, actually a few questions, key questions to ask ourselves. A couple of key questions to ask ourselves when we are in, needing, uh, in need of working through our stress in our life. And so I, have, uh, I wanna give all three of those questions to you today. Um, before I do that, I wanna pause and pray. So if you would pray with me, and then I'll give you those questions as we consider stress today. So God, thank you for an opportunity to come and to, um, just to, to take some time to honor you through worship and music and singing. God, we, uh, we're just grateful that we get a chance to connect with you on a Sunday morning. And God, this next several minutes together is we want the continued process of that. We want to just continue to connect with you and your spirit as we uh, take a look at uh, this text and, and dissect it with the, the, the level of stress that we may feel and how do we, how do we navigate stress better. I pray to God that you make our hearts, our souls, our minds sticky and supernatural things would stick to us, that we would be more like Jesus as a result of our time together, that we would be more stress-free. 
God, if I stand up here and talk for a while and, and you don't show up and do something, I think it'll be a waste of time. But gosh, if you show up and you teach us something and we walk out of this with something practical uh, that we can live out, uh, I am just grateful that um, I'm, I know, God, that we, we would see a massive change in our life because of your, your movie, your spirit among us. So do something, we pray. We'll give this time to you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, we have three points today, three questions to ask when, we're, uh, when stress comes our way. You can write this first one down. Work through stress by asking, number one, what needs let go of? Uh, I want to explain, kind of, it's going to take me a minute to kind of explain where I, I want to go with this this morning. But, uh, but this, uh, this first point is what needs let go of? And so I, I saw in the text in verse six, it says, uh, do not be anxious about, and then I underline and bold this, anything. Do not be anxious about Anything. Now, in a perfect world, right, if, if we were living in a perfect world, we'd live this out, right? We, we wouldn't be anxious about anything. We wouldn't be stressed about anything. But the truth is, we are not in a perfect world. How many of you know we're in a broken world? Yeah. Right? And so because we're in a broken world, all right, this is, what, this is what the reality we live in. John 16, 33 says, in this world, you will have trouble. Right? And so stress will come our way, right? We, the, the reality is we're not in heaven. Okay? Stress is going to come our way. And so we have to go to work. Some of you are going to go to work tomorrow. I don't have to work tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, some of you have to go to work tomorrow, right? Uh, so you have to go to work. You have to take care of your kids. At least that's what they tell me. All right? By the way, just side note, those of you that are single parents, kudos to you. Uh, my wife was gone for four days this week in a conference. And my kids aren't even little anymore. But gosh, I love my wife. And I'm so grateful that she does this thing with me. Right? So you got to, you know, we got to go to work. You got to take care of your kids, right? I was thinking, right? How many of you know that the, the reality is cars are going to break down? Appliances are going to stop working. Like, I was just thinking about Tyler and Anina back there. They actually had to like roto-rude their sewer line yesterday. Right? That stuff's going to happen, right? Like, or accidents will happen. Some of you guys know my father-in-law. He's actually sitting right over here. This last week, my father-in-law actually cut off part of his thumb. There you go. How many of you know that I added a little bit more stress to my father-in-law's life this week, right? You see, stress will come our way. In some ways, we're told so. But what I want to head, uh, where I want to head for this point is this. I think sometimes, folks, what, though stress will come our way, I think sometimes we hold on to stress or we grab on to stress that we never should be grabbing in the first place. Or ultimately, we hold on too long to, to, and we carry it too long when we just need to let it go. Case in point. As I was considering this, trying to figure out what's going on in my life and what I could share with you this morning, uh, this is in regards to like picking up stress that we shouldn't pick up. And so um, I actually sent an email uh, about a week ago, a week or so ago, um, to someone trying to get set up a meeting with them. I wanted to um, sit down with them and kind of chat about some things, share some info with them, make sure that everything was kind of clear and all those kind of things. And basically, uh, the response I got back this week was, nah, I'm not, I'm not really interested in that. We're good. Which, by the way, how many of you know we're not good? Which, by the way, just side note, um, some of you may need to hear this this morning. If you're a follower of Jesus, you don't get to step aside when reconciliation is needed. So I, I was getting frustrated. Like when I was like, no, like we got we to gotta talk about this. I, I, I was like, no, we, 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 we got to meet. I think it's really important for us to have relational uh, equity with each other and have this conversation, those kind of things. And so to get blown off, by the way, through an email, I was pretty frustrated. And so it uh, started to create something inside of me. And so I was, I, I was talking to a third party about the situation and uh, they were giving me some counsel. And they, they counseled me this. Their counsel was like, you know what, man? I think you just need to let it go. But I was like, no, I ain't gonna do that. 
I was going to push back and I was like, no, we're going to have this meeting. We're going to talk about this. And I was like, okay, even if he doesn't want to meet, then I'm going to accidentally run into him at the grocery store. I'm going to track this guy down. By the way, you should pray for your pastor every now and then, right? Just pray for me. But their counsel, as I was sharing this, they were like, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Matt, like, this conversation has no true consequence to your day-to-day life. Let's see your day-to-day life. There, there, there's no true consequence here. Like it, nothing's going to change. Let's be real. Nothing's going to change in the situation, right? You've done everything that you've needed to do, right? The scripture says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. You can't force your hand on, on him. And so the reality is, is you just got to let it go. And though that was hard, folks, that's exactly what I'm trying to do because I think they were right. Like, I think I just needed to let it go. And I needed to take a, and eliminate a layer of stress, a potential stress in my life. How many of you, if you're anything like me, there's certain things that you can't eliminate out of your life for stress-wise. Right? Why in the world would we not eliminate stress when we can eliminate stress? It doesn't make any sense. So I was like, hey, this makes a ton of sense. And so to do that, what we really need to do is we need to stop caring about things that we shouldn't actually care about. How many of you know that we can care about things that really, like if you, you have an argument with, with somebody, maybe your boss or maybe, you're at, uh, maybe it's a sibling or maybe it's even your spouse. And then like, how many of you know, like two years later, you ain't gonna be able to remember that argument. But yeah, it stresses us out in the moment, doesn't it? See, we care about things that ultimately don't really need to be cared about. And if you look back at our text again, it says, do not be anxious about anything. And so what, what I wanna get out here is folks, that, that's the anything that we can be in control of. That, that stress that, that we can control, stop caring about things that we shouldn't care about. I actually used this, uh, this image for this point as, uh, this, this morning, and it's what came to my mind as I was considering this point of kind of letting go. And many of you know that I used to be a, a ropes course instructor, and so high ropes and low ropes, and so I know a little bit about ropes and those kind of things. And the truth is, is that, that ropes, if, if used inappropriately, can cause uh, some serious damage, right, if not used properly. Um, and actually, I actually can create some rope burn. Uh, ropes can, they can create this really nasty situation. And if I can make this connection, uh, this image, that it, I found this this week, and it says this. It says, sometimes holding on does more damage than letting go. Yeah. And I was like, hmm. Like, have you ever gotten a rope burn? It's not fun. And folks, sometimes the truth is, is that, that we, are, we are literally holding on to this thing, right? And it's, and it's digging into our skin and our hand is all bloodied and all those kind of things. And, and it, it, we would actually do less damage if we would just let it go. So for me, I had to let this situation go. Could I have could kept holding on? Yeah, absolutely. And it would have added more stress into my life. And so I ask you, like, is there anything in your life that you're holding on to or you're picking up that you shouldn't hold on to and pick up? Are you adding layers of stress to your life that, you, that, God, that God would say, don't pick that up, don't hold on to that. Your hand's just gonna get bloodied. I was thinking like, you know, grabbing or even holding like, a, like the truth is like some of the things that we're holding on to, because some of it, right, is picking up stuff that we shouldn't pick up. The other part of it is holding on to things that we shouldn't. The truth is that situation happened a month ago. That situation happened a year ago. That situation happened 10 years ago and it's still stressing you out. Why? Why is that, why is that still stressing me out? Here's the truth. We need to carry what we need to carry. The truth is, again, we're gonna go to work. We're gonna have to take care of kids. We're gonna have, we're gonna have certain levels of stress, but we ought to not carry the things that aren't ours to carry. And here's the key. This is the key. You can write this in our new note. I think we need to accept what is let go of what was and have faith in what will be. Accept what is, let go of what was and have faith in what will be. Can I say, I think that's a true 
key to working through stress, y'all. And I, I think uh, in my family, we deal with a, a sin, a generational curse, sin of offense. So it doesn't come easy for the poor man's to let go. But the reality is, is that we're actually only hurting ourselves. And so I think we need to accept what was, let go of what was, uh, and have faith in what will be, and we'll be better off. That's what I'm trying to do in my life. So that's the first thing, work through stress by asking what needs to let go of. Second thing, you can write this in, work through stress by asking how much am I praying? How much am I praying? Two directions for this one. Okay, the first one, uh, first direction comes from the second half of verse six. It says this, it says, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so this says to pray. And this says not only to pray, but to pray in every situation. If you look up the, the, the word every in the original language, you know what it means? It means every. Okay? So pray in every situation. And so folks, we need to be praying. And so I'm gonna ask you this. When you are stressed out, how much do you pray? When you are stressed, how much am I praying? How much are we praying? Because here's what I'm convinced of. And I'm gonna get a little passionate about this one. Here's what I'm convinced of is the reality is we don't pray enough. We don't pray enough. If you're anything like me, what, what, what I can do is I, I, can, I can put my game face on, I can put my head down, I can grind it out, and I talk to everybody else about it except for God. Happen to anybody else? Right? We put our game face we grind it out, and we don't actually talk to God about it. Folks, we need to be praying way more than we pray. Now hear me, I, I know that followers of Jesus... <laughs> The truth is some of you are, are dealing with really bad situations. You're really stressed in life. And so I don't want to make light of, of that situation this morning. And, and I know sometimes good, well-meaning Christian followers of Jesus can, can go, hey, just pray about it. <laughs> just pray about it. But what I want to tell you this morning is pray about it. I want to tell you that I actually think that this is really the case because here's the, here's the reality. We're just not praying enough. From this text, I want to show you what, what I think, why I'm convinced that actually that is the way to go about lessening our stress level is we've got to spend more time in prayer. We've got to lay prostrate before God and we just need to go constantly in prayer. And here's why, right? It says in verse five of the text, it says, the Lord is near. If you don't know the, fa uh, this is a tangent. The reality, folks, is that God is the Jehovah Shammah. He is the present God. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And if you don't know that you have a God who is powerful on your side, man, you may, you may need to wake up. He never leaves you. But not only that, that's, that's one thing. But it says in verse seven, it says, right? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So this is talking about the peace of God, the creator of the universe, first of all, right? Will transcend all understanding. Anything that we can think or imagine, that peace will come to us. How much are we praying for that? How much are we praying for that? Because if I can look at my own life, folks, the reality is, is what happens in my life is I'm intentional with some prayer time, those kind of things in the morning. And I do my prayer time in the morning and I'm, I'm intentional with those things. But when I'm stressed, you know what I do? I talk. I'm sure I'm the only one. When I'm stressed, I talk. And I don't talk to God the Father who can actually transcend, move above and beyond all the things that I can understand in this life and his peace can come upon me. Can I tell you, folks, we need to be praying a whole heck of a lot more than we're praying. 
look at a couple other scriptures. I'm doing my Bible time in the book of Psalms. Man, the Psalms are so good. Psalm 118, verse five says, when hard pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. Can I talk about that? If I can say it this way, the, the spacious place, I think that's a less stressful place. And how did that less stressful place, that spacious place come about? When he cried out to the Lord in prayer. Psalm 94, 19. When anxiety was great within me, your consolation, your, your comfort, God's comfort brought me joy. How? Through a connection, likely through a conversation with God in prayer. When anxiety, when stress is great within us, we, we got to go to the, the consoler, the, the comforter of God of the universe. And then Matthew 11, 28 and 29, probably familiar verse to many of you. Come to me. That's important. Come to God. All who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So you see, I, I, as I, by the way, like sometimes you can like look at just one chunk of scripture and, and like as I see in these things just over and over and over and over and over in the scripture, I think there's something here to lessening stress by prayer. There's something here. And I think if we don't see it or we haven't seen it in our situation, it's likely because we're not doing it enough. I'll just say for me, it's likely because I'm not doing it enough. By the way, if you, this is totally free for you too. If you've never, if you've been in a place of stress level in your life and you've never taken time to get away in the woods with God, you should do that. It could actually be the best. Like, like, well, I'm going to miss a whole day of work. But I'm going to be more stressed. No, no. Go, go and meet with your creator because he's the one who can transcend all understanding. Can I get an amen? Amen. Folks, you get, like uh, I was telling the first service, like I remember a few years ago, I took a uh, 10-day vacation in the first seven days. I had a great family vacation. It was awesome. We did great family things, all kinds of stuff. But then the last three days, you know what I did? I went to a different place in the woods and I just spent time with God. And I actually felt the most rested and at peace that I've ever had in a vacation ever. Because I went to the creator of the universe who can be my, con my, my comfort, my consoler. And, and, and even if God doesn't take away the stress, because the reality is, right, some of the, the situations that you're stressed about, that I'm stressed about, they won't be eliminated, but it actually says that the, that the Lord will give us strength to deal with it, right? It says in our text in verse 13, I can do all this. I can handle my stress. I can be pressed on every side, right? The, the, through him, God who gives me strength, who gives you strength. And then I look at uh, scriptures like Isaiah 40. And if you know this scripture, I always think of the movie, Remember the Titans with this one. And it says, right, he gives strength to the weary, increases the power of the weak. Even youth grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, look at this, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. See, there are so many scriptures, scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture, folks, that there's something here. There's something that we're lessening our stress level through prayer, through a connection with the God of the universe. And, and then I even think about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. If you want to look up uh, and actually read this for your own uh, this week, you can go look at Matthew 26 and Luke 22. It's in there. But, but I, I think about Jesus in, this, in the Garden of Gethsemane right before he was going to go to the cross, right? He was waiting for everything to, to take place, to come to pass. He was going to be arrested. He was going to be beaten. He was going to literally be, be hung on a cross. And, and the reality is, is this, this dude was stressed. 
Like Jesus was stressed. It actually says in the scripture that, that he was so stressed that he was literally sweating drops of blood. I call that stress. And what did Jesus do in the Garden of Gethsemane? He prayed. Jesus prayed. And by the way, because he prayed, then he got some level of, of peace that came from God to let things play out. So I want you to write this down on your handout this morning. I think this is what we need to do. Folks, you can write this down. Don't go it alone when stressed. Rather, grant God access to it. Don't go it alone when stressed. Rather, grant God access to it. It's what Jesus did. And by the way, it helped. In the Garden of Gethsemane, it's what he did. He prayed and it helped. I think sometimes you just go it alone way too much. I do. And I'm even more stressed than I could have been. And so that's the first part of this that I want to talk about when I talk about praying and how much am I praying, asking that question. But there's a second uh, way I want to think about this today and then we'll move on to point three. When I say that I think that uh, to handle stress, we need to ask how much we are praying. Uh, what I also mean is that I think that that also means we've got to pray before we say yes to things. We have to pray before we say yes to things because some of the things we're gonna say yes to, you, you know even saying yes to, it's gonna create stress in you, right? And you need to make sure that God wants you to carry that stress or not. I think this is an area that we do not pray enough. Um, sometimes we, we just make decisions. Like I, I'm a quick decision maker. Sometimes I just say yes to stuff. And then, and then you, maybe you're like that as well. And when you say yes to stuff, then we end up in places where we end up having a packed schedule. Or, or we're, out, we're, we're doing things that are really outside of our skill set and our skill level that God would never have chosen for us to do, but we're doing it because we said yes. Or, or we, and we just heap on more and more and more and more stress that God would have said, I didn't want you to carry that. I know for me, uh, I, I am not a, a slow person. I know some of you are like, yeah, shocker. Um, <laughs> I'm not a slow person. And so it's hard for me to slow down doing much of anything, let alone slowing down and asking God if I should say yes to something. I know I need to do much better at this. And I'm guessing probably some of you do as well. So I want you to write this on your hand too, because I think it's an important point. Before I say yes, maybe I should ask permission. I think that might be something for you to consider today. Maybe we should ask, slow down and ask God first, pray. And God, should I take this on? And, and I think if we would do that, if I would do that more, can, can I say, I think, we would, I think we would save ourselves from some heartache. If we would ask God for more permission, I was actually, uh, before first service this morning, I was talking to a, uh, somebody here at the church, a young man at the church, and, and so he was considering leaving his job, and um, he got another job opportunity. It was so cool, because he was telling me that, that he took some time for a week to pray and fast, seek God's heart for that. He actually got some people, other people, like his family, involved in that process to pray and fast, um, and then made the decision at the end of the week. I thought that was a really cool, like, you, by the way, we should be that kind of slow. Like, this is a life-altering decision that he was making. And how cool is it that he took the time to include God in the process of that and say, God, what do you want me to do? Because the reality is he could have changed jobs. How many of you know the grass is not always greener on the other side? He could have been more stressed, but he wanted to make sure that he ultimately was going what God's direction was for his life and less stress. I think there's something to that. So that's our second thing. Uh, work through stress by asking how much am I praying? Last thing, uh, work through stress by asking what good, what's good that I, should, I could focus on? What's good that I can focus on? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. All right. Likely, here's, here's this point, right? The point is this. Likely, everything in your life isn't horrible. 
right? Likely not everything in your life is horrible. Likely everything in my life isn't horrible. There are some good things. And though it's easier to focus on the challenging things, the, the bad things, the things that aren't going well, the stressful parts of our life, the text tells, text tells us that we, it is good to see and look for the good things when we're anxious and stressed. It says in verse eight, it says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure and lovely, mad, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then I think of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Gosh, I love this scripture. It says, but we have the, this treasure in jars of clay to show us that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And then here it is, verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. I love that text because the truth of the matter is, is this. Yes, things are not perfect, right? Things are a little messy. Stress is present, but gosh, there's some good stuff going on. And then I started to think this week as I got to this point in my prep, I was thinking about my life. And many of you know this, that the last several months of ministry here at the church, though things are better now and there's some challenges that we're still working through, uh, they, this was a tough season of ministry for me. Um, uh, like probably since uh, June on, uh, it's actually been a really tough season of ministry. And, um, and so like there were days that were overwhelming. There were days that were emotionally taxing. There were days that I didn't want to come into the office. I was even honest with you a couple Sundays that I was like, I didn't really want to be here this morning. Like I was trying to be very transparent with you, the church, those kind of things. It was a tough season and I was so stressed this summer. And when I considered that this week, can I just tell you what kept me going? Yes. But what kept me going was, yes, the activity of God, the good stuff. I made a list. Here's, here's what's been happening over the last four or five months. Uh, we had three incredible nights of kids camp this summer. We had 70 or 80 kids here every single night. We had five baptisms this summer and 10 people that morning dedicated or rededicated their lives to Christ. We had a, a life-changing mission trip to Honduras that I got to go on with my daughter, Abby, and it was incredible. I was like, I just wanted to go back. I've got to see uh, so many people. I don't know what's happening. I think God's moving here on Sunday mornings where we're seeing uh, just droves of people come to the front and receive prayer with something, by the way, that, that we hadn't seen in quite some time uh, because of COVID and all kinds of stuff. We're seeing people come forward and receive prayer for transformation in their life. Come on, somebody. You know, we're, uh, we're seeing volunteers stepping up and helping us lead our, our, our groups ministry and, and our student ministry. We actually had uh, th about two or three weeks ago, we had our highest number of student ministries that we've had in months here at the church. We've, we've seen, I already shared about the reality of, of the people getting into groups and to serve. You see, there's so much good stuff. Like there was so much, so much good stuff that, that it was almost overwhelming how much good stuff was going on in the crappy season of ministry that I was going through. And by the way, it was really easy. It could be really easy for the enemy to say, hey, Matt, focus on that person who had a problem with you or that person that left or, or that situation, that, did, that situation, that event that didn't go the way. Like the enemy could really trap me and all that kind of, I can start looking just at those one, that one little thing and, and there's a couple little things. But my lifeline this summer, folks, has been the good stuff. And it can keep me going. I'm like, man, yep, that was crappy. <laughs> but we, we got some good ministry stuff done. God's doing stuff. And so uh, Jeremy already kind of pointed this out, but I, I use this picture, right, of Tom Hanks and Wilson, right, from The Castaway. Now, uh, I, I joked in first service, uh, we're going to have a movie night because Tyler hasn't seen this movie, so we're going to watch it together, all right? Um, 
But I was thinking about Wilson, right, uh, from the movie Castaway, because I think uh, this, uh, this really kind of sums up what I was trying to get at with this point. Like, that ball, Abby's going to come play. We're going to get ready to close. That ball, when Tom Hanks was stranded on that deserted island, it was the only good thing for him, wasn't it? It was the only good thing. And by focusing on that ball, which by the way, was an inanimate object, right? By focusing on that ball, right? It made things less stressful for him. And beyond less stressful for Hanks in the movie, uh, I actually started this way. Like, I I think actually that was the moment in the movie that, that Hanks started to live some. He started to live. And folks, what I want to communicate this morning is the same is true with us. Um, If we can focus on some good stuff, we can truly start to live. We can keep going because we're not just solely focused on our stress because the stress is going to be there. But let's focus on the good stuff. Whatever's true and noble and right and pure and lovely, admirable, those are the things that we need to be thinking about. Not getting the enemy's traps. It says in Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18, it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. So instead of dwelling on the past, do dwell dwelling on the negative stuff. How about this? How about we focus and we dwell on the good stuff? Because I guarantee you every single one of you here today can come up with one good thing. Your life is not as crappy as maybe you may think it is. You come up with one good thing. I think this is a pretty effective strategy to stress relief and remind us this. Going back to that scripture, it says, right, that we are hard. Look, you're, yes, you're hard pressed. You're not crushed. Sure, you're you're persecuted, but you're not abandoned. I'm not abandoned. Sure, yeah, you may be struck down. There, there might be something that happened this last week, but you are not destroyed. Can I get amen? amen. Folks, we the truth is, is yes, this stuff is happening, but there is good stuff going on. We need to constantly be reminded, and that's our third point, right? Work through stress by asking what's good that I can focus on. I think this is a truly valuable question, along with these other few questions of how much am I praying and ultimately what needs let go of. I think if we can put these three questions into practice, we will move the needle on not always being up in the fields of stress, have some more stability in our life and some peace, and living different than most people living different than most people. So uh, with that, the worship team is going to come get ready. Why don't you guys stand? Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that you are challenged and blessed by this message and that you find application for it in your life as God leads you through this week. For more information about us, please visit our website at cornerstonevineyard.church.